get a phone call from a friend of mine and she said, okay, sit down, listen to what I have to say. I have an opportunity for you that you never would have considered before in your life, but I think it might be a good fit. And she presented this option of going to work for David Techner, who's the owner of the Ira Kaufman Chapel. Um, and she put the two of us together. And again, it's never something I never thought I would do. Um, David and I got together for lunch. He offered me the job. Uh, that was almost 11 years ago. Never thought I'd be doing something like this in my life. And at this point, I couldn't imagine doing anything else. Welcome to Waking Up to Life with Rabbi Josh, a podcast built around conversations with people in our community who have found enlightenment in their lives. While these events may not seem life-changing, this conversation will reveal how these moments shape the way my guests see the world. This conversation and insights from the Jewish tradition may change your life as well. And if not, it's just 18 minutes with me. So l'chaim, to life. Today, we are welcoming to the podcast, Josh Tobias, who is one of the funeral directors at the Ira Kaufman Funeral Home in Southfield, Michigan. Josh is a personal friend, a colleague, and has had an experience in his life that changes the way he sees things in the world. Josh, it's great to have you on the show. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited about this, Josh. So uh, despite the fact that we share a first name, our stories in life are very, very different. You grew up here in Michigan. You were active in the Jewish community. Your father was the president of Temple Israel, but you really didn't find your way into the communal Jewish world professionally until later in your career. I know that story has had a very profound impact on you, so I'd love it if you'd share with our guests the story of how you found your way to your current job. Absolutely. Uh, so I've been with the Ira Kaufman Chapel for almost 11 years. Prior to that, I was working in the mortgage business, uh, working at a bank writing loans for about seven or eight years before that, um, and a different hodgepodge of a job since I graduated from college, uh, never really finding something that was the right fit for me. Um, about 13 years ago, as I'm sure you're aware, uh, with the housing market falling apart and the mortgage business falling apart, I started looking to make a change. Um, I get a phone call from a friend of mine and she said, okay, sit down, listen to what I have to say. I have an opportunity for you that you never would have considered before in your life, but I think it might be a good fit. And she presented this option of going to work for David Techner, who's the owner of the Ira Kaufman Chapel. Um, and she put the two of us together. And again, it's never something I never thought I would do. Um, David and I got together for lunch. He offered me the job. Uh, that was almost 11 years ago. Um, never thought I'd be doing something like this in my life. And at this point, I couldn't imagine doing anything else. So you mentioned to me when we were talking earlier about the subject that you had many, many jobs, but now you have found a career. What does that mean? What, what does it mean that you've actually discovered your true career? So... After I graduated from college, I probably had 10 to 12 different jobs. They were sales jobs. They were jobs that I was looking for to help support my family. Um, 
you know, get me from one month to the next and trying to find something that I was really passionate about. And I never really found it. Um, and again, this isn't something that I was looking for. Um, but until I came to Ira Kaufman, I never had a job that I thought was going to be my life's work, so to speak. Um, and I think I finally found that. Uh, so and I know that. What is it about the job as a funeral director that has brought you so much meaning? I get a lot of people asking me that question in the same way that they ask me, how do you do that work when you're dealing with death every day? And the fact is, is that what I love about what I do is the connections that I make with people that I'm helping. Um, I don't look at my job as working with death every day. Uh, I'm working with families and guiding families through a really horrible time in their lives. Um, and I try to explain to people that I could meet a new family on a Monday morning uh, that I've never met before. Two days later, I walk into the Shiva house after the funeral and I walk in and feel like I'm a part of the family. Um, it's hard to put a price on something like that. And that's really the reward that I find every day in my job. So part of what you're saying, I think, is that death, although very sad and sometimes tragic in, in moments that you've experienced, the process of death and dying doesn't have to be a negative moment in people's lives. In fact, part of your job is to create some sense of hope, forward thinking, and positivity out of a very negative experience, correct? That's exactly right. Um, I, I don't think that my job is to try to make things better for a family, um, but my goal is to try to make the process easier for them. Um, so I, I have a, a question about this. I, you know, it is strange to have somebody who had no experience in the world of death and dying, who was in sales and mortgages to go into the business of a funeral home. Was it a strange transition at first or did you sort of find it almost immediately to fulfill something that was missing in, in your life? That's actually the incredible part of it. It never felt strange. It never felt uncomfortable. It felt right from the very beginning. So part of what I think is the lesson to be learned here is that uh, being not fulfilled in a job, even if you're making money, uh, it's okay to sort of let go of that and pursue new experiences because somewhere out there, there is for every person, certainly for you, a job that, that matches not only your skill set, but your sense of meaning in the world. And never letting go of keeping an eye out for those opportunities. Uh, if I wasn't open to doing something like this, I would probably still be working in the mortgage business um, because I thought that's really where my path was going to be. And I was just trying to find the right landing place for a long-term job. Um, but I opened up myself to something new and this is what happened because of that. I really love that, that, that message that it may be scary. You may feel stuck at times, but as you just said, opening up yourself to something new allowed this experience to come into your life and the results has been magnificent. But I'm wondering, does it also affect the way you are with your family as a father, as, as a husband? Has this changed those relationships because of what you've discovered? 
everything has changed with my relationship with my wife and with my kids because of my job. Um, it, it's given me a different perspective on life in general. Um, but more specifically, my wife is a social worker who specializes in gerontology and bereavement. Um, and so she has been a great resource for me. And we've been able to connect on a different level, being able to share experiences and share stories and really kind of bounce things off of each other and be there for each other in a different way than we were ever able to before. That's an amazing thing. And I'm assuming you have two children, Katie and Charlie, has this lesson of life been something you have been able either explicitly or implicitly uh, transfer to them? Definitely. Uh, well, first of all, my daughter, uh, who's now 21, um, several years ago actually came to work for us at the chapel for a while, um, which was also a great experience that I never would have had before. Um, but just naturally bringing home from work what I bring home every day uh, has given them a different perspective on life um, and a different appreciation um, uh, for what we have and um, kind of, you know, kind of the mentality of don't sweat the little things. Yeah, I think that's really important. Uh, my kids too, obviously, as a, a rabbi, they live with death in a different way from so many other people. They see you and I interacting in the face of those challenging moments. And on the one hand, it's desensitized them. But on the other hand, it has allowed them to recognize that this is just part of who we are as people. And for you, this was a lesson maybe that was learned sadly 26 or 27 years ago when your father died. Have you ever rethought about that in the context of what you're doing now and, and have new insight about his death at a young age? Um, only about once a week. <laughs> uh, honestly, I think about it a lot. Um, I've gone back and thought about what I went through when we were planning his funeral, uh, really having no idea what that, what, what that meant. I mean, everybody was in a fog at that point. Um, but looking back on it now from this perspective, it's changed everything. Um, uh, obviously, I've had a lot of experience taking care of families that have had people that have died tragically and too young. Um, so yeah, it's, it's changed my perspective on everything. Uh, and I've looked back quite a bit on it. So I find it interesting as I consider your father, who was a giant in the world of at least the Temple Israel Jewish community. And here, fast forward 27 years later, 27, correct? 27 years. 27 years later, and you are now, I won't say a giant in the Jewish community, but you are certainly a powerful force in the Jewish community. Do you, do you think that his lesson in life has been transferred to you unintentionally? I think there's a part of that. And I do think about this a lot as I talk to different people in the community who obviously knew my dad very well. Um, and I get that comment a lot that he would be proud of what I've decided to do and the path that I've taken. Um, so yeah, I think about him a lot when I, when I look at where my, the direction my life is going and what I've been able to do within the Jewish community. Yeah, I, I hear and see in your face as you talk about that even uh, it, it, so many years ago, it still has a resounding impact in the person that you are. And I'm certain for your kids and, and in, in your relationships around the community. So it, as you consider this 
enlightenment that you had in your life, changing careers, coming into this new place where you're helping people, is there one resounding lesson that you have as a takeaway for what you've learned through that process? I think what I've learned more than anything is, um, it's a great question. Um, I think I've learned more than anything to be open to new possibilities, to new ideas. Um, I, I was fairly closed minded earlier on in my life and I had this vision of what I thought my life was supposed to be like. And if I held on to that narrow view, I wouldn't have been where I am today. Um, and there are so many things that have gone on in my life through this job and opportunities that I've gotten through my job as a funeral director um, that I never would have had before. Um, so it's really just about being open to new ideas and new opportunities including the opportunity to be on this podcast, one of the great experiences of your life, right? Correct. So I, what you're saying, and I just want to not use your words, uh, I don't want to repeat your words, but I want to synergize what you said, which is that as you've grown up, as you've grown into this new position, taking advantage of seeing the world differently, opening up to new experiences, maybe not being so judgmental, uh, of other people has allowed you to really focus your life and see great good around you. Is that a, is that a fair statement? It's absolutely true. And it, it, it spreads throughout beyond what I'm doing in my job. Um, when I was working at the bank, I was at that point in my life, aside from my kids being at in nursery school at Temple Israel and things like that, I was fairly disconnected from the Jewish community at that point. Fast forward 11 years, I'm now on the board of trustees of Temple Israel, and I'm working with clergy all over town every day of my life. Um, and those are the kind of connections that I never would have had before. And you've gotten involved in other Jewish organizations around town, including JARC, where you are serving as a board member. And there is so much that has happened, maybe as a result of that opening up into the world. And I think that's the lesson that I'm taking away from your story today, is that these moments appear, but they only work if we allow them into our lives. And I think that being open, being uh, comfortable with change is something that's fear producing, but you have overcome it in a way that is really beautiful. Well, thank you. And that's ex you nailed it. That's exactly how I feel right now. Well, I am, I'm thrilled not only to have heard the story today, but really to call you not only a colleague, but a friend of mine. It's been exciting for me over the course of our career together to really be partners in this world of our Jewish community. I, I'm really thrilled with that. And unfortunately, we're coming close to the end of the podcast, but I always end this uh, with a, a question that I haven't shared with you ahead of time. Don't worry, it's not so scary but it's something I ask every one of my guests. Uh, I'm wondering if there is currently a book 
or a television show or a movie that you are either reading or watching or have recently read or watched that has been also eye-opening to you, something that has changed your perspective on the world? Uh, I'm about halfway through a book right now that um, a cousin of mine actually recommended that I read. Uh, the book is called How to Be an Anti-Racist. And um, obviously very poignant and timely right now. Um, because there have been so much, there's been so much discussion about, you know, the difference between not being a racist and being an anti-racist. Um, and it's really been, it's been an interesting book to read during this time. Um, and it's, it's really given me a lot to think about. Well, I think that's perfectly in sync with the, the lesson that you shared today in your career, that uh, even in moments like this, where we don't fully understand the subject matter, it's our obligation to open up, to learn, to grow. Uh, I'm actually also reading a book around the issue of racism called White Fragility, uh, looking at how I can serve in this world to be a better advocate for those people who need us. And, and that certainly is the power of this moment in time. Yes. Josh, it's been really great to have you on the show. It's been really great to have you as my friend. I'm so thankful for your time today. Thank you so much for having me. This was a lot of fun. So for all of you who joins us today for this podcast, uh, we welcome Josh Tobias, one of the funeral directors at the Ira Kaufman Funeral Chapel in Southfield, Michigan. We heard his story about a life change in his career and lessons learned. And I hope that you enjoyed today's podcast and that you will join us for future shows where you will wake up to life with Rabbi Josh. So I look forward to seeing you soon. Until then, L'chaim. <laughs>